welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Life and the Choices We Make. This podcast explores all things as they relate to dating and romantic relationships. Why we ignore, or choose to ignore, or simply miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, narcissistic behavior, deception, addiction, and so much more. Join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants and my guest experts who share their wisdom so we can better navigate the dating terrain. I also now introduce a new feature called my Pod Docu Series, where I investigate unusual trends and cults in today's modern society. If you are new to the show, or have been with me from the beginning, hold on tight for the Anonymous Andrew Experience. Greetings, Anonymous Andrew. Life and the choices we make. So, if you are just coming off episode number 36 where Alana McKenzie joined me in the discussion of the Twin Flames universe cult. This is the episode that I referred to. This is one of the lost archived episodes, and I have to laugh. Um, yeah, I think I told you what happened. I, I did some recordings back in September of 2023, and I was just overwhelmed, and some of them just got lost just like that gone but i found them and this is the last one that i found and it is a great one because it's alana mckenzie joins me again well this is actually the first time she joined me back in september but i wanted to release it as a two for tuesday for you guys so you heard Alonza, uh, Alana in the last episode, and this is the episode we recorded in September. So sit back and enjoy. I think you'll like this one, and we'll talk on the other side. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Life and the Choices We Make. And today, I am graced with Alana McKenzie Page, and Alana is a dating coach and an author. Good evening, Alana. Welcome. Hello, Andrew. So good to be here. Thank you for being here. Um, Alana and I were talking prior to recording like we all like everybody does and um, we discover we may have a little bit of a common background so uh, my audience knows my story uh, of the relationship I was in and, and you might have something a little bit similar so let's let's hear your story yeah well you were talking about sort of struggling for years through this dating world, the world of modern dating, and coming to the realization that you were the common denominator in Correct. all of the situations that didn't work out, all of the romantic relations that, that didn't lead anywhere. Um, and you came to see that you were you were the, the only thing that was a constant. And that was exactly what happened for me. And I for me, I spent 15 years 
we could say actively dating, but we, to be honest, I was not active the whole time <laughs> um, because so often when you're in that position, you feel like you need to spend years taking breaks just to recover from things that have happened to you. And um, that definitely was happening to me. Um, so, but it, it's not, it's not to say I wasn't trying, right? I actively wanted to be in love. I wanted to find a partner and I wanted to build life with another person. Um, and because it just wasn't happening for me, I did get to that realization of, you know, I'm, I am, I'm it. I'm the common denominator. I'm the one that this isn't working out with. Correct. You know? Yep. Um, and I had to take a really hard look at what was happening in relationship for me and then especially in the whole dating process. And what I did is I got educated on dating and I, I discovered all the research that's been done about um, how, how to make dating work for you, how attraction works, how, uh, how online dating apps work. You know, you, you know about technology, you're in IP. Um, there's, you know, there are these ways to work with the technology that that makes online dating better um and builds the human connection because in the end dating online is still mostly about the dating which is the human connection and um there are ways that you can encourage that even in a digital space so um i i took everything i learned and applied it to my love life and just experienced a sort of a renaissance of of dating and the way it went for me and I had I started having a great time you know I, I was starting to meet really great people um and feel good uh being with um men in this case for me and just like feeling like relationship was possible for me and then about two years later I met my now husband and um began doing this work now i work mainly with women but also with people just anyone um gender is less important when it comes to human connection but in general i work with women and help them rethink their relationships to dating and um dating and relating and, and finding romance and creating committed relationship um so for me there's like a personal element baked into the uh, experience of helping other people overcome the same things I had to. Okay. So the, naturally the next question is how did you do that? So you went from I'm the common denominator and I need to fix this. And I, I, you did say you did a lot of research and by the way, these dating apps, yes, I'm in the IT world, but IT has grown over the past 20 years. IT used to be, setting up a computer, a computer network and helping people print, you know, my printer doesn't work. Come over and fix it. Yeah. Now it is just exploded into obviously now there's apps and cell phones. And so how did you go from a to B? Cause yeah. I'm not, I, I need, I need a map. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing that was really important is I got really clear about what I wanted. Um, because previously I had been dating from what I would now refer to as like a scarcity place where uh, I really felt like who would, we, who would even want me? You know, I, I was really dating from, from oh who would even want me? Like, let's be honest, Alana, you know, I just, I, 
um, it, it's not a very powerful place to date from. It's very painful and it does lead to you accepting less than you want. And then you generally miss all the red flags, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about that. You miss the red flags from the people who are not good fits for you because you haven't actually stepped up and claimed what you really wanted. Um, and so I, I wasn't even aware of that, to be honest with you, when I was originally dating. And so that was the first thing I just, I had to turn that around. I had to really say what I want matters. Like I, I just had to choose that what I wanted also mattered and, um, and get really connected to what it was like, you know, cause previously I had just been saying things like, you know, I'm really relaxed. I'm, I'm so chill, like whatever, you know, whatever you want, <laughs> but that was not the case. I actually had really <laughs> deep wants for what I, what was important to me in relationship and what I was looking for. And so I had to get clear about that and then actually claim it. So there are two sort of two steps in that first thing is to clarify it for yourself. And then the second thing is to actually choose it and date with it in mind, like really, you know, go on dates with people who are like what you want, for example. Um, so intentional that, dating. Yeah, exactly. Being intentional okay. about it. Yeah. Um, the next thing that I had to do was sort of develop deeper emotional skills in, um, in terms of um, dating. <sighs> Dating, let's just call it dating. Like the early phases of romance are this kind of very treacherous uh, battlefield where very small things matter a lot to people. Like people, you know, they're like, oh my God, you said the wrong word or oh, you texted me too late or too quickly or whatever, right? Like we, we get into this very um, dramatic state of mind and so the first thing that I, or the second thing, I guess, in that case, uh, the second thing in this list that we're making that I had to do was to overcome that kind of mini drama that I usually was playing out in dating um, and really get into how am I relating to this person? How am I presenting myself to this person? You know, does it actually mean they hate me if they don't text me today? Or is that just, they might've been busy. I have no idea who they are. You know, like there, there are these stories that we create in our, in our head. head. We, we, the narrative in our head starts in, in oh God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You've been there. <laughs> Sounds like it, it really will attack you. Like it will really get you and kind of trick you in a way into thinking like this person is not interested. They absolutely, you know, they would never want me anyway. You know, there are these kind of things that we, do to ourselves that's not even the truth uh so you have to really become i call it sovereign so the name of my company is sovereign dating it's about becoming empowered in yourself and you have to really become powerful enough in yourself to remember like oh yeah i don't know this person yet i don't i cannot tell what they feel i don't know what they want from me i you know i i don't know and that's okay um, and not knowing is really hard for the human brain. The human brain wants to know everything. <laughs> so, so do do we ask or let it occur naturally? So what the the technique that I learned to do for myself and that I do recommend other people get into at least to develop the ability is to be with the unknown. Um, mm. and and so that is to not ask because, <laughs> 
one of the ways that attraction builds is through tension right it's called sexual tension for a reason um it's it's not because you immediately were just like we met and we can't handle anything so we're just going to sleep together and then bye forever like you know i mean that's a way to have a certain kind of connection but if you're dating for long-term connection you actually want to build energy between you and so rather than needing to define everything and create a label and be certain about who like what are we doing i do recommend that you get comfortable just relating to the person and finding out who they are before you start talking what are we together like you really want to make sure that that who the person is, is someone you're actually compatible with in more ways than just attraction, like in more in more ways than just like you're hot, right? You you want to be sure that that there's something beyond <laughs> that in the connection before you start talking like, here's what I need from you. You know what I mean? Um, the first step to do is just to naturally build rapport to find out who that person is, to find out the depth of their ability to be with hard things, their, you know, where, what do they like to do for fun? Like just the very basics of who that person is. Um, and I think one of the sort of downsides of, of modernity and all of the technology that we have now is that we are in a rush. We're always, yep. you know, we gotta have it yesterday. And so people are skipping this very important phase of, relationship and relating to someone new where you just let them be themselves and you get to know who they are um and it's interesting because we only do that in romance we don't do that in friendship for example so nobody is like i can't believe you didn't hang out with me this week i guess we're not even becoming friends you know like (laughs) um that's it's something that we're very specifically doing in the dating world so um I, I recommend that people sort of get a handle on that a little bit uh, in terms of being able to be with not knowing who that person is and what they want and 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 really being deeply okay with it. Like real, not just saying like, that's fine, but really being like, I'm okay. Like as an individual, I'm okay not knowing about that other person because I, I just met them two weeks ago on the internet, you know? Like, yeah. It, it's okay. They're, they're a total they're, stranger. They're a total stranger. Their life doesn't affect my life in a in a really meaningful way yet. Um, I think it's incredibly powerful to develop that ability. And it was definitely a big thing for me. Um, and and I, it's very healing. So if we talk about healing, it's incredibly healing to have the trust in yourself that you're okay without a stranger you met on the internet two weeks ago. Um, that that is what you need, honestly, also to make it in a long-term relationship because the idea of building a healthy relationship is to develop interdependence rather than dependence, right? So you you want to be able to be fine even without your long-term partner, to be fine, right? Not Maybe not to be like excited and great. You definitely will miss your long-term partner, for example, if you're away from them, but you don't still don't want to feel like I can't survive without this person near me. You know, that's that's not a healthy relationship. So to develop the ability to like be with without strangers is also very important. Okay. All of that is great, but here is uh, I always call it a curveball. But mm-hmm. it but it is in your bio. 
So I was hurt in the last relationship. I have taken a year off. I have gone through the healing process and, and yada, you know, all everything that you talked about and uh, started this podcast. And I tried to find out why this common denominator wasn't working. Um, you talk about getting your mojo back because, and you also mentioned that who would want me? And I still have that mindset because mm -hmm. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I was, I, I literally had, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I literally had no problem meeting women, dating women, getting into relationships, but they weren't sustainable. But I was having fun. And then if it ended, it ended, and then I moved on. And I think it's also a lot to do with my alcoholism at the time. I just, you know, next, next, next. Yeah. But today, as I mature and I'm in sobriety and I'm getting older and time is like the clock is ticking, I want to find that forever person. But I... I sometimes look at myself and, and, and I talked about this with another guest that, you know, I look at myself and I see this bad boy image and there are women out there that the quality of women I want are somebody who has, uh, I guess, self-confidence. They're good looking. They, they're, they're, they, they, they health, health is the one that they take care of themselves because I, I I'm a very healthy person but I'm finding it I my mojo that term I had no problem with maybe the alcohol had something to do with it because I could always you know alcohol is a social lubricant and any anybody can work up a mojo yeah I'm having problem with my mojo right now and and you had mentioned somewhere about getting back your mojo and getting back into the dating world and especially trust. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. trust anybody at this point. So how do we navigate that? Well, there's a lot in there. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I threw a big, you, I said it's a curveball. <laughs> so I, I hear like maybe three themes. One would be the trust. One would be the mojo and one would be, uh the first thing you talked about my my self-confidence i don't yeah, like -confidence. yeah i i, I yeah. feel as if i'm not good enough yeah exactly um so there there are different ways you can look at all of those things so we could just knock them out okay <laughs> looking at the self-confidence piece there are two things i would say from from what you shared and one one would be there's just factually, like if we look at, is it true that you could never have the love you want? Factually, it's not true. Um, and there, the, the fact of the matter is that there are so many people out there in the world and so many different things people are attracted to. Um, we have like a very narrow brainscape about what's attractive somehow, but in actuality, the things people are attracted to are very numerous. Like it's, there's, it's a huge range for people to be attracted to, 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 to other humans. Like that's, um, yeah, that there's no reason someone can't be attracted to you, for example. 
and I and I had women attracted to me. I, that was never an issue, but now all of a sudden it's become an issue. But I'm sorry, keep. keep... Yeah, so th that's interesting. So where where is the issue coming from for you? Uh, well, it's a twofold answer. One is that the last relationship in the beginning, I was told how handsome I was and how uh, she was Latina and I was the first gringo, the first American she ever dated. And it, it was it was like a novelty for her. And she just fell over me like she mm. couldn't get enough of me. Um, at the end of the relationship, when we parted, she actually said to me one one of her last contacts to, to me was that I no longer find you attractive and good luck finding somebody as good as me. She put all this negative stuff into my head and I listened to it and, and it has been resonating for me for the past year. And even though I know that was a malicious statement and it was and not true. When somebody puts you on a pedestal and then kicks the pedestal off from underneath you two years later. And then the third part of that is I'm I'm 63 and I'm getting older and I'm even though I've been told I I don't I'm I look a good 63 I I, I there, there's some aspects about me that I don't think modern women are finding attractive you know I have tattoos I have long hair and and while that's who I am it may not be what the women that I'm, I'm trying to attract, want in a man. Does that make any sense? Yeah, and I think it's you've set yourself up a conundrum there to say, yeah. "Here's who I am," and the women I'm interested in don't like who I am. But but then it's like, well, why would you want the the women who don't like who you are? That's not who you want. You no. know, you want a woman. I heard you say you just found it incredibly attractive to be um, not put on a pedestal, something you said, but really like found attractive and to really you didn't say worshipped, but I'm going to use the word worship, like to to have your your handsomeness recognized and um and uh commented on at least right to to have the feedback to have the affirmation from someone who says you know i find you really attractive and so it sounds like that's who you're looking for is is actually a woman who does find you attractive not right. whoever these conceptual women are who who have something you like but don't find you attractive that's not your ideal person I wanted to, I'm going to try to phrase the next question without sounding egotistical or so I have a particular type of women that I'm attracted to. There was a study done. I think OkCupid okay did it or one of the dating apps and they did it and they, then they took it down. So men, when they're swiping, they will look for attraction first. They, if they look at the pictures and they find the woman attractive, that's when they'll go for it before they even read the profile. The oh, women, yeah. on the other hand, they read the profile. Yeah. And yeah. And, and so I, I'm, I'm getting, uh, this is going to sound horrible. I, I, I got to be careful how I say this. I'm getting a lot of likes and messages from women that are maybe looking at me as the bad boy or or they find me handsome what put whatever adjective you want in there 
but I'm not attracted to them. And mm -hmm. because they're just not my type of women. So I'm, well, I opened up one of my inboxes and literally today on Bumble, I had four likes, but not one of them was appealing to me. Mm -hmm. um, the pictures, not the profile. And mm -hmm. while they may have read my profile and liked what I wrote, because some of these dating apps, you can compliment your answers. You can like, oh, I like that answer. I like that answer. I like that answer. And apparently I'm clever at answering some of these prompts that they give you. And so I'm getting a lot of likes because they like my answers. And they may or may not be ignoring what I look like. But when I look at them, I, I, this is where it sounds horrible. I look, I roll my eyes and I go, did you really just put that picture up of yourself? Did you look at the mirror before you put that picture up? You yeah. know, and, yeah. but that being, that's being vain. Ugh. Well, I, I would say it's not. Um, I teach that attraction again is a natural you know, and very varied experience for people and that there's no point in forcing yourself or someone else to be attracted to anything specific, okay. you know? And so that's another part about claiming what you want is to really claim it and just be like, no, I'm sorry. I want someone who's more attractive, like whatever that means to right. you, you know, um, that's, you get to decide that too. Um, and I literally half an hour before we jumped on, I was in a call with a woman also in her 60s who's, who sent me a list of her. She's on OkCupid, so she gets like a list of people who are suggested. And she was like, look at what I got. I don't like any of this. It's over 20 men. <laughs> um, and she's like, this is horrible. You know, yep. she's just like, sometimes I just scream when I get the matches. Same experience here. Yep. Yeah. And so you know and it is there there are these pictures of these guys who like took it from down below and it's just their double chin and you know yeah. like, um, i don't get it look at the picture before you post it and yeah <laughs> uh, comb your hair um put on a nice shirt um i mean i get some of the pictures are action pictures i just put up a picture today of a selfie that i took at the beach just a couple of weeks ago because i had one woman say to me your pick, we, we actually met, matched, went on a date. And then on the date, she said to me, you don't look anything like your pictures. Your pictures must be several years old. And they weren't. They were all within the last year. So anyway, I started changing my pictures up. And I went to the beach last weekend. And I, I, I was sitting in a chair. And I'm, the sun was shining. And I took a selfie. And I put it up. Because I said, here, here, am I, here I, I am at the beach. And this is who I am. And yeah. You know, my, no, my hair wasn't combed, but I was at the beach and I was, my face was all red, but I'm a beach bum. And, and that's, yeah. you know, so anyway, I, I was just commenting off your, I, I just yeah. think the pictures, you do have to put a little thought into the picture. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing, definitely like talking online dating best practices that there is somehow we still haven't communicated that across the board of like you know you need really nice pictures like you people are getting professional pictures done for their online uh, dating profile okay and that's fine that's a good idea <laughs> well it's a good idea but 
I had this conversation with somebody the other day. I, if I have to go out and, and spend $500, what I'm just, oh. I don't know what they charge for me to go into a studio or for him to come to him, her to come to my place and follow me around for three hours and take pictures. I, I, to me, that's not natural. If you want to see me in my element, I'm at the beach, I'm bike riding. I got a couple of pictures of me playing tennis. I'm a tennis player. So there's a picture of me actually playing tennis on the tennis court. Mm -hmm. These are real active pictures of me in my life, my every day to day life, because I don't want to put a picture up there that's professionally done and then what do they do? They 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 filter it. They take they they take out this. They put in that. And that's not me. Yeah. You know. So yeah, having professional pictures might be a good idea. If it's more for your face, the up the up close face shot, because people have a really hard time getting lighting, good lighting for okay. some reason. Um, but definitely for action shots, yeah. I mean, definitely don't worry about you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. like the beach picture, I you couldn't yeah. get a better shot of my face because the the sun was beaming down on me, and I literally was like right at my my, my face. Whatever you you get the idea. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so go ahead. I was okay. just gonna say. I mean, so you just want to make sure you have like a quality picture, and we 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 just need to keep educating people about that. But don't feel bad when you are getting these matches that you're not attracted to like you know there's there's some guilt to be worked through it sounds like but it's just like no that's not your ideal match and you deserve your ideal match so just don't like spend less energy on them i guess is, is the way yeah oh <laughs> I, I i i sometimes if i have time i will answer them back and say thank you uh and and this a lot of times is the truth uh, i'm also this is another problem with dating apps the filters on the radius of the, of your geographical. I like somebody within 20 miles of me because I don't want to drive two hours to go on a date. And yeah. let's say we met, we have a great date. And then the next day is a two hour drive, maybe two hours there or an hour and a half there, hour, three hours traveling to see this person for an hour or two. Yeah. And and then if we get into a relationship, then we got the logistics of how, it, how, how to see each other. So I'm getting likes. I live in New York City, outside a suburb of outside New York. I'm getting people literally today from Delaware. I got somebody from North Carolina. Mm. What are these women thinking that we're going to start a long distance relationship online? Potentially. Yeah, potentially. And it sounds like you don't want that. So if there is no. a way for you to filter it, I would definitely say filter. Like, okay. um, you said you're on Bumble. I'm on Bumble and Hinge, and um, I got. I'm embarrassed to say this. Silver Singles. <laughs> so. Okay, yeah. I don't. I don't know about Silver Singles, and maybe Bumble's changed, but I do know Hinge. You do have to pay in order to filter for that level. And I pay. Yeah, I pay. Oh, okay. So you should be able to change. Then you should be able to say nope, not to anybody beyond twenty miles. And um, and and they do something else, which I find Bumble does is, and I think Hinge. I live out, let's say twenty five miles from where I work, so I commute. Hmm. When I'm at work and I'm swiping, I Bumble and Hinge know what my geolocation is, yeah. so they're giving me. <laughs> now closer to people in new york city i don't want to date new york city i want to date the 
I don't want to say where I live, but yeah. I want to date 20 miles. So my radius and where I live. Yeah. So the app follows you where you go each day. Right. And so I, I found out that at work, well, even though you're not supposed to be swiping at work, but let's just say we're <laughs> not doing that. Um, I, I don't do it anymore. I wait till I yeah. come home because I'm getting, they're offering me women from New Jersey, New York City, Connecticut, because my, my, my thing is set at 20 miles. And from where I work, 20 miles is Connecticut, New Jersey, Southern New Jersey. Yeah. I guess that's all the, the algorithms and logistics of the dating app. So, yeah, you'd have to stick to, you can only do silver singles at work. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. the deal. <laughs> well, and the silver singles I have a complaint with while I, I have had some success on there. Their minimum radius is 50 miles. You cannot set it lower than that. And that's, oh. so even out on where I live, 50 miles still takes me to Connecticut, Pennsylvania. I, yeah. I get people from Pennsylvania. I live on Eastern Long Island. Okay, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll say that much. And mm -hmm. it, it's a, it takes, I have a sister in Pennsylvania. It takes me six hours to get there. Yeah. Why would I date somebody from Pennsylvania? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Okay, no. we're we're getting we're getting a little off topic here. Although we are talking about the dating apps and how they work. Um, I think we were talking about getting our mojo back. Yeah, so that's the next piece. And actually that's a it's a great tie-in from what we've been talking about. Because when you when you start to feel like dating apps are a drag right this like uh they they're like this and they're like that like it really it drags down on your ability to feel great in dating and to feel like really getting out there and using them more often and it it, it um i mean i talk about sexual power like it it just puts a damper on your sexual power and that's that's a bummer and it will dampen your mojo for sure yep yeah. yeah. it will um so in that case, what I generally recommend is like to pick uh, a um, platform that you enjoy, like a dating platform that you like the best and just spend your time there and just, you know, focus on the things you like about dating. And it's sort of the thing you get bad matches like bye bye. Don't I, I mean, it's really nice that you reply to these people. <laughs> That's really, really thoughtful. It's, and it's actually, a like, gentleman a in practice. me. I don't yeah. like to be ghosted and I will simply say to them, whether it's a lie or not, um, it's either you're too far or I come up with something, but I say, thank you for the, like on hinge, they give you a rose. I got a rose the other day from somebody that looked like Antilda from like uh, Little House on the Prairie. You know, it was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm covering my face now because I'm embarrassed. But I, and I don't want to judge anybody else's looks, but I, I had to say very nicely, thank you for the rose, but you're too far away, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. That's really, that's a really great practice. Like for emotional intimacy, that's an amazing practice that you're doing. And at the same time, if it's, if it's getting in the way of you feeling great about dating and great about yourself dating, then I would say you can also let some of that stuff go and just, and really focus on the parts of dating that, that make you happy. And then on that note, the other thing is to bring more happiness into your life. 
because falling in love is about dopamine. I don't know yeah. if you know about dopamine, mm -hmm. but it's I the do. pleasure hormone. Mm -hmm. And so the more of that you can bring into your life in not just in dating, but like different areas of life, you bring it in through, um, you know, the activities you do sounds like you're highly active. So it's like, you know, doing more stuff in your life that you love. Um, for some people, it's like cooking, like they get to go cook this amazing I food, love cooking like whatever too, yeah. it is. Yeah, just bringing more dopamine inducing activities into your life um, can really help you get the, your mojo back. Uh, the other thing for people in modern life is is um, stress because stress is a super mojo killer. And so um, a lot of people are more burned out than they realize. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, oh, and I that's know. the reason they have nothing, you know, there's, there, it's not quite depression often, but it's still this like low level not good right yeah. it's just low level i don't feel good about life and um and and that is usually burnout these days yeah. it's just overwhelm and i'm so, experiencing that right now yeah so yeah yeah oh, because i have a full-time job um i i started this podcast which is my passion and and then i have uh grandchildren i have a i have a friendship network and i go to aa meetings and it's like trying to squeeze all that in. Like like tonight, I came home and I had two recordings, one after the other. I got home at six six o'clock. I had twenty minutes to prepare, to prepare for my first recording, and then then you and I met an hour later. And by the time I get done tonight, it'll be nine o'clock. I'm in bed by nine thirty because I'm up at five thirty. You know, yada yada yada. I'm, so yeah. it's it's that's burnout because I'm that's squeezing true. too much into my day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not alone in that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I I know. Everybody says I wish there were more hours in the day. Um, yeah. we have we only have a few minutes left, and I want to get to your book. You are an author, and you wrote a book called "The Art of Feminine Seduction." Okay, and it is a dating self help guide for straight women, but. Uh, if you read the reviews, it's also relevant to everyone. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so what it is, is I took um, in my studies and my research, I took so ancient tantric philosophy, right from the East, and okay. I combined it with modern Western relationship and dating science. And I found all the places where they crisscrossed. <laughs> and then I um, created sort of a methodology for doing the things that we've talked about on this call, we didn't get to trust, but that's a little bit in the book as well as how to how to build that trust. Um, my method is, is you build it in yourself first, because as soon as you trust yourself to not, you know, follow the red flags to not spend a lot of time on the people who don't matter and to not, you know, just be dating people who are a bad fit for you, you can trust other people way easier. Yeah. And as somebody told me just a couple of days ago that a lot of us, especially me, and maybe you did at the beginning when we got burnt in a prior relationship, when we start dating again, we're looking for the red flags, mm -hmm. which was all about my first season. Somebody said to me, stop looking for the red flags and look for the green ones. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so this method is the my my dating method that I teach in the book. Um, 
the the art of feminine seduction feminine is referring to the energy of feminine energy which is about relaxation and getting into dopamine so that's where that comes in is like how do you make enough space in your life and yourself and your relationship to your body and yourself to allow someone new into your life and then the seduction piece is um like where I teach relationship skills, like creating connection with with new people and flirtation. That's a big one. A lot of people mm -hmm. have hangups about flirtation, but it's so important to be able to flirt in. I think in so. It's, it's part of it's part of courtship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's there's like a lost art going on in our uh -huh. culture right now. So um, yeah, just it is all about teaching how to get your mojo back, how to start trusting yourself and others more. And, um, and then some, again, strategy for how to, you know, how to be using dating tips. And then the fun part also about this book is that it tells my story. So it has um, a lot of these, I, I spent all of my 20s traveling and living abroad. And so I had some quite interesting, interesting story. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, God. Um, I might have to read this book. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun book, I have to say. Okay, good. Um, and uh, yeah, it's got, you know, I had some things happen to me where I was like taken to a sex club as a surprise date and I was kidnapped once. Uh, that happened to me. So, okay. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do have a similar dating past. I had no idea what was, actually it happened twice, but. Uh, well, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you've definitely got some stories too. You might have a book oh. in you too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've been told that, but I, I don't even, I wouldn't even know where to begin on that. Maybe yeah. when I retire, we'll see. Yeah. All in good time. All in good time. Okay. Um, Alana, um, unfortunately we do have to wrap it up. Um, I, I, and I, and I, I always offer my guests to come back and do uh, a second interview because it just never seems to be, um, you're always full of information and resources and, and great ideas. And, and especially when you write books. Um, so I, I, any parting thoughts, ideas, concepts that you would like to share with us and then tell us where we can find you online. Yeah. I think the, that piece that I just mentioned, cause we didn't get to get into it in depth, really developing trust in yourself i can't okay. say enough for that just yeah. to really and there are some methods for how to do that in the book and if you research online i mean a a, a quick google search should bring up some some things too um how to, how to develop that trust in yourself really really supports having trust in relationships because you know you know you're going to take care of yourself and that starts to make you available to trusting other people at a whole new level so um for people who are or yourself who's struggling with trusting other people after being burned so deeply and painfully yeah. it's like you can begin to build up that self-trust um right away and then eventually that starts to translate into trusting other people again and at that point, you can also start attracting better trustworthy relationships as well, yeah. because you've developed that ability in yourself. Okay. It's sounded very 
simple the way you described it, but it's not that simple. It's but not simple. <laughs> it's not simple. Well, or we could say it's simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> not e okay, there you go. Okay, yeah. where can we find you online? <clears throat> so I am online everywhere at Sovereign Dating and sovereign-dating.com is my website. And there you can get some free resources, like some a class on flirtation, for example, for free. And um, also other podcast episodes where I teach some of this stuff, access to my YouTube channel, which is also called Sovereign Dating. And Great. there I have a bunch of different lessons. Uh, so you can really find me anywhere, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all Sovereign Dating. Do me a favor when we conclude, uh, send me an email with all those links and I will be sure to put them in the show notes. And um I I will put you I have a I have a spreadsheet where I have all my guests and the ones that I want to have a have a second have come back for a second time. I'll put a check mark next to you and maybe we'll have you back um either this season or, or the end of or maybe next season. So yeah. everybody alana mckenzie page and don't forget the page i'm, I'm guessing that's your married name now yeah right? yeah okay <laughs> good <a> one. <laughs> all right alana it has been an absolute pleasure meeting you and i wish you the best and we'll talk soon thank you so much andrew i look forward to it well there you have it thank you alana so much and again i apologize for that just <laughs> I kind of laugh. The I never thought I never thought I would have a podcast. Nevertheless, this many episodes. Nevertheless, losing an episode or and Alana's wasn't the only one I lost. I, there was three or four others that I lost, which were aired the last several weekends. So, oh, but. The good news is I'm getting it together. I have some people helping me now, and this podcast is coming together. Um, I'm approaching over 150 episodes, and it is beyond my wildest dreams. And Alana, thank you so much for making that part of my dream come true. So, um, as promised, this coming weekend, um, there will be a weekend rant. I do have some stuff to talk about. So um, today is Tuesday, February 13th, depending on what day you're actually listening to this. And uh, so this following weekend, I'll be on solo. I got to get a re weekend rant out. I got to just get some stuff off my chest. So in the meantime, if you are enjoying this podcast, if you have a couple of minutes, if you could just go down to the bottom if you're on Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, hint, five stars. Or if you're on Spotify, they now allow you to leave reviews for each episode. So if you listen to an episode of me on, of my podcast, I should say, on Spotify, please leave some comments, hopefully nice comments. And maybe share this podcast with somebody that you know that might be struggling. And to the ladies, um, I don't know if I mentioned this. There was a couple of emails and uh, DMs of the ladies asking for a female coach uh, that I was having too many men on. Well, you just got two episodes in a row on a Tuesday. So Alana is a female dating coach that helps only 
females. So I've got you what you what you asked for. Oh, I'm tired. And we're getting a snowstorm tonight. So uh, I am going to bed early because I have to go to work tomorrow. Yada, yada, yada. All right. Let's close this up. If you are going to make a choice and tomorrow is Valentine's Day, if you are getting engaged tomorrow, take tonight and think, is this the right person for me? I just ask you to think about it. Did did you miss any red flags? That's all. Because in the beginning of my last relationship, for a year, everything was just peaches and cream, rainbows and unicorns. And then it went south. So just take some time and think about it. Okay, we'll talk to you this weekend. Until next time, ciao.